Greetings, nerds. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Polk. How are you doing tonight, Will? I'm doing very well, sir. How are you doing? Are we in the multiverse? We are in the multiverse. Okay, because we're technically not here. We're doing other things at this moment yeah. when this episode drops online. Yeah, yeah. hopefully we're all enjoying some quality time with our families and stuff. But we wanted to give you a little treat for the holiday season to keep you keep you entertained while you're on your travels to and from wherever your destination is. Yep, yep. Well, Will did. I, I didn't. Um, see, because Will went on assignment. Uh, unbeknownst to me, I did not approve these orders. He just took it upon himself to go to a convention to meet some people, get some quotes, take some names, make some friends, make some enemies. What else did he do? Yeah, I, did anybody die? No one died. No one died. And I, okay. I don't think I made any okay. enemies. I think I made some, I made some friends this week. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. So hope, hope, some hopeful, hopefully some friends. But yeah, okay. yeah. But I went on a summit. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Someday, hopefully, we can do it together. <laughs> Well, I think that's your like big goal right now. You're like Sarah's gonna go to a yes, convention yes. eventually. <laughs> I'm gonna get her. <laughs> well, um, we do hope that you enjoy all, everything that we'll put together, and um, hopefully, some people at the convention tune in and hear themselves and. Um, why don't you take a listen and tell us what you thought, and maybe Will can keep going on assignment. Yeah, and Sarah can and Sarah can go on assignment and on on the uh, in Alaska and and uh, West Coast. And yeah, we'll be everywhere. We'll be or nowhere or at all. Yeah. All right. Hit the hit the hit the tape. <laughs> First up is Gene Willoughby, author of The Sunstorms. So greetings, nerds. This is Will coming from the North Carolina Comic Con, and with me today is Gene Willoughby. Hey, Gene, and where, uh, what's your uh, comic book? Um, this is actually a novel series called The Sunstroms. It's a science fiction superhero book about a family of superheroes that lose both parents. Um, that causes the oldest son, Sam, to have to come home and take on the responsibility that he's been running from his whole life, which is basically to get his siblings together and form a team to take over where mom and dad stop. Um, the conflict gets pushed a little further um, as they realize, hey, we in, we inherited mom and dad's enemies as well. Great. And what what inspired you to uh, write this particular book? Um, wanting to see some um, a superhero family. Also wanting to see some heroes of color. Um, my personal experience uh, with having to take on responsibilities growing up. Um, so I, all those things are kind of mixed in. Cool. And uh, who, who publishes the book? Where and where can we find it? Um, the book is published um, under Lulu um, and my own imprint, um, Hammer Blam Storytelling. Um, you can find it at um, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time. Uh, anything else you'd like to tell us about any other works that you're working on or uh, what are your favorite TV shows or uh, comic, book show, comic books you're reading right now? Um, favorite comics, um, I'm reading a lot of um, DC right now, a lot of independence. Um, I'm really loving Black Science, really loving um, Seven to Eternity, um, and also a few Marvel books. I'm, um, I'm working hard on some comics, and I'm about 130 pages into um, the sequel to The Sunstrom, so we're working hard right now. 
Awesome. Great, great. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. My next interview is with an organization called the Magic Wheelchair. Good afternoon, nerds. This is Will Polk coming from the North Carolina Comic Con with the Seen the Nerd podcast. And with me to see today is... Christine Devin with Magic Wheelchair. And tell me a little bit more about Magic Wheelchair. The Magic Wheelchair is a non-profit organization that builds epic and insane costumes for kids in wheelchairs nationwide. We do it for Comic-Con and Halloween and really any event that they ask us to build for. Great, great. great. And uh, how did Magic Wheelchair come about? Magic Wheelchair was founded by my friend Ryan Weimer, and his sons have the same disability that I have. It's called spinal muscular atrophy. And he just started building Halloween costumes for his sons. First there was a pirate ship, many more along the way. Um, and then his son, Keaton, wanted to be toothless from How to Train Your Dragon. And that raised the bar to the point where he reached out to another school to ask for some advice on materials. And in that interaction, we they realized what an incredible idea it was to Ryan decided to create a nonprofit and build for other kiddos all over the country. Great. And how long have you all has a magic wheelchair been in existence? We've been doing this for four years and this is our biggest year yet. Great, great. So um so you work nationally here in the US, do you do international work as well or is it uh, primarily here in the States? We have some international build teams that are more remote, and we give them some guidance, but they're doing their own thing. But eventually, I would love for world domination. <laughs> great, great. So uh, where can people find out more about uh, Magic Wheelchair, and uh, also uh, if you want to donate or donate your time or materials or uh, get the word out, where, where can they find you? So magicwheelchair.org is our website. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All of those connect back to us, so we will hear from you. And if you're interested in donating money, materials, or volunteering your time, or even better, nominating a child, all can be done on the website. Great, great. Well, this is such a wonderful organization, and uh, thank you for what you all are doing, and uh, thank you for your time. Thank you so much. My next interview is with the Bolin Art Studio and their comic, Sector Strange. Good afternoon, nerds. This is Will Polk from the Shooting Nerd Podcast, and with me today is... Uh, Sam Bolin. And Sam, what are you, uh, are you an artist, are you a writer, or... I uh, am an illustrator for Sector Strange, yes. All right. Well, yes, yeah, as well as a writer. Great, yeah, you have a pretty dope, uh, dope mask there. Tell me a little bit about your character. All right, so uh, Sector Strange is a world of super agent lizards and frogs. Um, that's the way Chronicles of Narnia is another major universe. This is sort of like that, a little trippier. Um, I think James Bond meets uh, Ninja Turtles. So it's about that. Cool. cool. How long has uh, Sector Strange been, uh, been out? About uh, two years running now. About two years. Yes. Great. And who's, uh, who's the publisher? Uh, the publisher it is printed through Kablam. So it's self-published. Self-published. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. So, uh, what got you into this? Um, I've always really been into, you know, the retro Nintendo 64 feels, you know, TV shows. Um, you know, the character Regal is about 13, and I was about that age, and I was really getting into making my own comics. So I wanted to get something back to people about that age, especially. So, yeah. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, so you do that. You have any other works to do? Or is the primary one? Primarily, this is the one I'm going for right now. That's just pretty much the focus. Great, great. And where can uh, people find, find the comic? Is it uh, at your local comic shop? Is it 
Uh, do you have electronic uh, distribution? You can find it on another uh, Facebook, Instagram, and as well as our Etsy shop through Facebook. Great, great. Well, thank you so much for your time, and uh, best of luck to you. Thank you so much. Have a great, have a great one. The next person I talked with is Fiona Dunn, who is a illustrator and comics creator. Check her stuff out. It's pretty cool. So good afternoon, nerds. This is Will Polk from the Cine Nerd Podcast, and with me today is... Fiona W. Dunn. Yes, and Fiona, I was just uh, saw it read your comic book here. and Tell me a little bit more about it and uh, t- to our listeners. Yeah, so Verdancy is an ongoing webcomic that I'm running. I'm getting pages out as fast as I can finish them. Uh, it's based on a short story I wrote back in high school, and it's ongoing. I've got one part of a plan for done so far, and it's a uh, medieval-inspired fantasy horror coming-of-age story. Our protagonist is a young noblewoman who finds leaves growing out, out of her elbow one day. And not only does she have to discover why this is happening to her, but she has to keep it a secret from her community who still live in fear of a race of tree monsters that they wiped out less than a generation ago. Great, great. So you, this is a story that you uh, you started in high school. What, what inspired you to write the story to begin with? Uh, it all started from this one sketch. I was at a writer's workshop trying to come up with a short story in three days. And I had this one sketch of like a woman with a flower sort of coming out of the side of her face. You know, just one of those images that comes to you in a dream. And from there, I launched into this idea of, you know, what happens to someone if they do have this plant growth. And it kind of turned into a metaphor for things like cancer and chronic pain, chronic illness, all of those types of problems. Great, great. So how many issues have you done so far? I know you said you're trying to get things published as fast as you can uh, can get them on the, on the web. So how, how long have you been doing this? Uh, I've been working on this since 2015. Uh, so it's not really divided into issues. The end goal is to have this as a graphic novel. I can start shopping to publishers. So I have part one, which is about 40 pages full color. Uh, you know, I'm having to work on this in between commissions and back when I was in school, I was balancing that. So it is slow going, uh, but it really is my passion project. So I'm determined to see it through to the end. Great, great. Well, uh, where can people find your find this project? And um, are you on the internet as far as Facebook, Twitter? You can share us where we can find it. You can find the comic itself at verdancycomic.tumblr.com. Verdancy is V-E-R-D-A-N-C-Y. And then you can find me at Fiona W. Dunn on Twitter, Tumblr, uh, Fiona W. Dunn Comics on Facebook. Great, great. Well, best of luck to you. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks so much for speaking with me. It was a pleasure. Great, thank you. My next interview was with Chris Rowell, who is a part of Skybound Entertainment, the company behind The Walking Dead. Enjoy. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Will Polk uh, with the Cena Nerd Podcast, and with me is... Chris Ryle from Skybound Entertainment. Great, Chris. And uh, Skybound Entertainment, tell me a little bit more about Skybound. So Skybound is uh, Walking Dead creator Robert Kirkman's company. It started about six years ago. Um, started out as a publisher, you know, publishing books like The Walking Dead, Invincible, other Kirkman properties. Has expanded in all kinds of directions now and doing TV production, uh, tabletop gaming, mobile gaming. I'm here to launch a new line of comics for them, so all kinds of things now. Great, great. So uh, some of the TV production, uh, we're a TV and entertainment podcast, uh, and we cover a lot of the shows. Uh, what are some of the shows that uh, are currently in production that you're supporting? So The Walking Dead is, is obviously the biggest one. Um, and then another Kirkman's property is Invincible is in development as an animated series through Amazon. 
there's some other things underway right now that you know we haven't yet been able to announce. But uh, yeah, there's there's kind of a big slate underway. Great, great. And so, in addition to television, you say you're going into other types of media as far as gaming and um, comics as well. What are what are some of those uh, properties that our listeners may want to check out? So, the probably the biggest or most successful game for us so far is a card game called Super Fight that there's been a number of different versions of, but there's there's an awful lot of different uh, tabletop games. We're now doing video games, uh, mobile games for the phone, some mobile storytelling on your phone. Like I said, I'm doing comics. We have a prose line, so we sort of have our hands in a lot of different areas of entertainment. Great, great. Any spoilers or anything you can share with our Walking Dead fans uh, <laughs> from the comic or for TV show? I know there's been a lot of buzz about uh, some of the cast, uh, you know, with the changes happening this season. Yeah, no, um, I, I could get in a lot of trouble for talking about that, but uh, it's fun to see fans sort of reinvigorated with Walking Dead this season. You know, like it brought back some people that maybe drifted away, and it pushed the show in a direction people didn't expect. And you know, it's always fun to, to see the way people respond to these things. Right. Yeah, I know my host is a uh, is a Walking Dead fan, and so uh, this may bring her, her her back to the show. So. Yeah, it's great. Um, like I say, it's fun to sort of subvert people's expectations, and I. I know the thing with Rick this season was very uh, caught a lot of people by surprise, and, and you know I think I think they'll be very intrigued and happy to see where it heads from here. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, pleasure talking to you. Pleasure being here. Great. Thank you. Thanks. One of the things when you're at a comic con on a media pass is just so many artists that are out there, but uh, one that caught my eye was this one about a book called Tuskegee Airs. Take a listen. Greetings, nerds. Back with another interview. Uh, this one is about a new a comic called Tuskegee Airs, and I'm here with uh, Greg Burnham. Hello, Greg. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm good. How are you? Doing very well. Tell me a little bit about uh, some of the, your work here. You have, I see you have a couple of comics, Tuskegee Airs, and uh, also the Shogun of Harlem. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Tuskegee Airs, issues one and two. Number three is coming out soon. Um, the Search for Sadaka is another comic that I created that I'm working on right now. And then um, the Shogun, uh, the Rising Shogun of Harlem, which we just have posters right now. We're trying to get the licensing so we can use Shonuf from The Last Dragon. So uh, until then, we can't really go forward with creating a book. Great. Can you tell us a little bit about, uh, about the subject of each of the comics? Yeah, uh, Tuskegee Airs is a futuristic sci-fi. It takes place 80 years from now. We have five team pilots that are learning to fly at a time when man piloting is illegal. So they're learning under the radar in the P-51s that the Tuskegee Airmen flew. But they will get an upgrade uh, to these nice jets. We call them P-5000s. And these jets from time to time will turn into robots. Uh, Our kids will be like the last line of defense against a machine army that's coming to take over the world. And then uh, the search for Sadaka is uh, about a young lady who's displaced from her home after a tragedy. It takes place like in the 1920s. Um, she's got, Sadaka in Arabic means truth, like honesty. So uh, that's her name. But in it, she's going to be searching for the truth of who she truly is because she's way more special than what she thought she was. Um, she's going to be searching for this uh, land where her people allegedly come from. And there's also going to be people chasing after her because she's carrying something uh, that's extremely valuable. What inspired you to write these uh, books? I mean, what sort of inspiration behind behind each one of them? Um, it's always the same, man. Like, I want to do stuff that I wish that I could have seen as a kid. 
Um, so we had to kind of uh, force ourselves to to like characters that didn't look like us, that probably wouldn't even like us in real life, you know. Um, but it was just for that, you know, the sake of enjoying these great stories, Star Wars and, you know, G.I. Joe, like all those kind of things. So what we wanted to do is just make stories that we wish that we could have seen, stories that we, you know, that we know will help little kids that were just like us. Um, so that's the, the main thing. Um, I'm a, I was a history major in college, so I, I do have, like, you know, add historical references and utilize history in, you know, a lot of the projects that we do. And um, just overall just trying to be excellent, you know, um, and provide excellence in this field. That's, that's pretty dope. Um, so where can people find these uh, these comics? I mean, I, I, love this, I love the inspiration because I know as a content creator now doing podcasts, you know, it, it's awesome to be able to just get out there and talk about things that, we're, that inspire us and, and being able to uh, put it out there. Um, where can we find your, your comics? Is it, is it a hard copy and electronic, web-based? or? Well, right now we're only doing uh, the hard copies. And you can go to TuskegeeAirs.com, uh, and that's H-E-I-R-S, TuskegeeAirs.com, and you can order comics. We have posters, we have shirts, all that good stuff. Uh, the search for Sadika is under construction, so I don't have, I'm not selling that just yet. Uh, with Tuskegee Airs, though, uh, the third issue will be coming out soon. And once we get a nice uh, package, uh, like a trade, like three issues all bound together, we'll probably release them digitally as well. Uh, do you have a social media presence as far as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram? Yeah, we have uh, Tuskegee Airs on Facebook and Instagram. I'm Greg Burnham on uh, Facebook. B-U-R-N-H-A-M, and then on Instagram, it's uh, Greg underscore Burnham7 on Instagram. Great, great. Well, thank you so much, and we'll definitely check it out, and uh, appreciate your time. Appreciate you too, man. Thank you. Next up is an interview I did with a gentleman who writes a book called Faith and Fandom. Give it a listen. All right. Good afternoon, nerds. This is another interview that we're doing here from North Carolina Comic Con. And with me today is Hector Mirai from uh, Faith and Fandom. Great. And uh, tell me a little bit about your project here. Uh, Faith and Fandom is a book series of essays on faith and geek culture. It's like uh, Bible studies and devotionals on video games, superheroes, comic books, anime. We also do some uh, art and shirts and things like that just kind of go along with it as well. And what inspires you to, uh, to do this? Um, I've been a uh, Christian about as long as I've been a nerd. And um, I grew up in church and comics the, throughout my life. And uh, I started coming to Comic-Cons you know, about eight, nine years ago and uh, didn't really see any encouraging spiritual presence. A lot, of, a lot of the presence would be negative, like street preachers or protesters and stuff like that. And uh, I just thought, you know what, there's an there's a area that we can actually be encouraging and minister to the people that are in the con instead of making their life worse. Yeah, that's very true. I know that uh, a lot of times with geek culture and nerd culture, it's very, uh, can be very toxic, uh, not only from uh, external things, but uh, internal things as well as far as, you know, folks having back and forth with, with one another and fandom on various topics. So uh, how, do you, how do you address those issues whenever you, you do get that here at cons, or do you find it's a very positive experience? Um, 
90% of our experiences have been positive, um, or at least quietly negative. Um, I, I'd say we've been doing this over six or going on six years, and we've only had uh, maybe four ugly encounters. But um, I mean, the only way we can deal with any of that is to be patient and graceful with it, because people that lash out like that and are usually toxic attitudes, they're hurting anyway. And they, all that stuff usually comes from their own pain and insecurity. So try and just be a, a patient blessing with them. And a lot of people we've had those experiences with ended up becoming friends or becoming people we were close to. So, Well, that's the great thing about these experiences and being here at cons. I mean, it takes, it takes all types to make the world go around. And uh, keep up the good work and keep bringing the positivity. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. As I was working my way through the hall, I came across a group that I met a few years ago at a free comic book day event at my local comic book shop, Ultimate Comics. They're fourth wall productions, and they are cranking out some pretty cool stuff. So give this interview a listen. So, greetings, nerds. Back from North Carolina Comic Con, and we're here talking with uh, the uh, fourth wall productions. And uh, with me today is Morgan Iverson. And Morgan, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, tell us a little bit about Fourth Wall and uh, some of the things you guys are doing right now. Well, Fourth, Fourth Wall actually started my partner Danny. He's the CEO of the company. He was deployed in Iraq in 2008. Started writing a comic uh, for Ace Blade. No, he started writing a novel for Ace Blade, and uh, kind of everything fell out from there. When he got back home from being deployed, he went to a Comic Con in Charlotte. He went to Heroes Con, and was after that he kind of got interested in trying to make comics. He started with Ace Blade. Asked me to come on board because he had read some of my stuff and. Now we're here today. We got Ace Blade, Lumberjacks, Black Scorpion, King Supreme, Queen's IJ is the next one that's coming out for us. So it's been a pretty good year for us, man. That's good. That's, yeah. that's good. That's good. So I understand you've uh, just recently signed with a, a new uh, publisher. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Short Fuse Media Group. Uh, Sean Mack is the guy that talked to us and got us on with them. Um, we we really talked to them, and there's a lot of benefit to us being able to work with them. They're they're pretty well established. They've got maybe. I know they've got at least 11 or 12 titles under their umbrella right now, uh, so we're excited to be able to work with them, um, especially for our Kickstarter. They're handling our distribution now. It's a partnership that is going to be really beneficial for us. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, which title do you write? I write for Lumberjacks. Uh, that's my character. Yeah, tell us a little bit about Lumberjacks. Lumberjacks is a complicated man. Uh, <laughs> Danny, would tell you, Danny would tell you that he's a very angry guy. Uh, he has, there was a lot that going on that, that caused him to be angry. He's originally from Ethiopia. Um, he ended up coming here as a refugee to New Orleans. That's where he's based out of for the comics. Um, his grandfather gave him a prophecy when he was 10 years old that he was the seventh and last judge on earth. Um, which, what, what that means will kind of unfold through the origin novel and through the comics. But pretty much he's here to help save the world from some things that are coming to it, but he doesn't really believe in it anymore. Uh, he believed in it when he was younger, but the older he got, the more things he went through, he stopped believing in his power and his ability, and he doesn't want to really accept the mantle. So you kind of watch him go through a transition of being just a vigilante or somebody that's he, he's driven by injustice and justice, and he goes from being driven just by that to finally maybe accepting his calling. We'll see. <laughs> What inspired you to write this book and uh, inspired you to become a comic artist? Well, I, I mean, I give the credit to Danny for that. I mean, I, I was writing on my own for a while, and uh, Danny asked me to come on board to come up with a character. And Lumberjacks, I think he's he's an amalgamation of a lot of my psyche, you know, like uh, how, how I think about things, how I view the world. Uh, but he's also like um, 
one of the things I want to do in the origin novel, I have a son with special needs, and I've always said that, you know, he, my son has cerebral palsy. I've always said, like, if I could just fight his, if I could fight his illness, I would fight it and beat it down and do whatever. So he's kind of like an alter ego of my psyche, you know. And um, but it also is going to help me tell the story both spiritually and physically. I want to be able to help people see things in the world from kind of the perspective that I see it from. Great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you so much for your time and uh, look forward to reading, reading more of your books. And where, where can people find uh, your comics? Uh, we're, well, we're, we'll be at more cons this year, uh, but we have a website for www.fourthwallpros.com. Uh, we have our website there, all of our um, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all of that's up there on the website, fourthwallpros.com. Um, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. We're everywhere. We've got Lumberjacks. We've got a handle for Lumberjacks and a handle for Ace Blade. Um, but just look up Fourth Wall Pros. Or you can put up hashtag Fourth Wall Pros. All of our images will come up. Website will come up. So that's the primary place. Great. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you, man. All right. One of the awesome things you'll find when you go to Comic-Cons is how the nerd geek community finds ways to serve others and in addition to the magic wheelchair i had the opportunity to talk to an organization called cosplay carolinas give it a listen greetings nerds this is will back here again at north carolina comic-con doing an um, interview with uh, some cosplayers here and a very important cause called cosplay and i want to uh, give them opportunity to tell us and tell you more about the organization so i will in- let them introduce themselves um, I'm Haley. I'm on the administration board for Cosplay Carolinas. My name is Emma. And I'm Sterling. And could you all tell us who are you dressed as here today at uh, North Carolina Comic Con? I was Katniss from The Hunger Games earlier, but then I got cold, so now I'm a normie. <laughs> I'm dressed as Miss Marvel. And I'm the one and only Iron Man. All right, Tony Stark in the house. All right, so tell me a little bit more about cosplay and uh, how did it come? Ab- how did it come about? And uh, where we can find out more about the uh, organization? Uh, so cosplay was founded by a group of cosplayers who we all share cosplay as a hobby, and we really wanted to find a way to bring that to the community and create positivity within the local community, both in the convention scene and outside of it. So we partner with a lot of charity organizations and hospitals in order to bring smiles to anyone that needs them. We do a lot of fundraising work, we do a lot of hospital visits for sick kids, and it's just all about bringing good to the community. Great. Well, this is awesome how the geek community can really be a force for good and uh, helping kids out to, to meet their heroes. So how long have this organization been in existence? Uh, as of next week, we'll, it will be our first anniversary, so we were founded about a year ago. Great, great. And uh, is this uh, local to North Carolina, or is this uh, you have chapters in other states? Uh, we're local to North Carolina. We do share the Cosplay name with a few other organizations uh, across states. Uh, for example, Cosplay Memphis is active in Tennessee. We don't work directly with them, but we have a like we support each other from afar. Great, great, great. So, if for people who want to um, get more in- involved with this, where can they find out uh, about the organization? So, we do have a website. It is cosplaycarolinas.com. Um, if you go or dot org, dot org, cosplaycarolinas.org, um, and you can go to our website, find out more about us. We also also have a Facebook page under the same name, um, and 
yeah, there you'll find out stuff like our events that we do, um, and you can see some of the characters that we can bring around. And if you would like us to come out, you can just message us on there. Great, great. And Tony, do you have anything else you'd like to add to the uh, interview? Or uh, yeah, uh, I'm Iron Man. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Stark. So, uh, well, thank you guys so much. I look forward to uh, seeing you at additional cons and uh, help with more success as you continue to build for uh, future years. And uh, thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you. So that was the first day of NC Comic Con. My son also did an interview with a cosplayer, and hopefully I'll get that up on our YouTube channel soon. When I went back on the second day, I didn't do as many interviews, but I did sit in on some panels with uh, headlining guest uh, Gerard Way, who is the lead singer of the band My Chemical Romance, and genre folks may also know him as the writer of the Doom Patrol comic. But my daughter managed to get an interview with Jeremy Whitley, who is the writer of a few comics, uh, Princeless, uh, Raven the Pirate Princess, and also The Unstoppable Wasp. So give it a listen. So uh, can you tell me who you are and what you do? Yeah, my name is Jeremy Whitley, and I am a uh, comic book writer. I'm also the uh, creator of Princeless and Raven the Pirate Princess. All right, so for Princeless, you had to stop making them for a while because the money was short. Have you resolved that now? Uh, yeah, it was, well, we, with uh, Raven, uh, the numbers were a little low on, on some of the stuff there. Um, and basically, you know, we posted about it, went online, and, and uh, you know, let people know what the deal was. And I think there were a lot of people who were interested in the series and had just not gotten around to buying it. You got a big sort of swell of support. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. All right. So what do you have in mind for future books for the Princeless series? Uh, so for the, the main Princeless series, I already have through Volume 10 written. So Volume 7 is getting ready to come out. Um, by Volume 10, it's going to be... Uh, Resolving this this story of uh, her rescuing her sisters and uh, getting all that done, I uh, can't give away too much of what we're going to do by then. Um, but that'll uh, finally finish the story that we've been telling since volume one. And uh, I have some other stuff I'd like to do from there. I'd like to have you know a chance for her to have some more adventures, do other types of things, um, since we've been doing this one thing for so long. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that'll last us through all of next year and probably through 2020. So uh, <laughs> lots of stuff coming on that. And then uh, Raven, we're already starting art on year three. Um, you know, in, in year two, she, uh, she fights her one of her two brothers. In year three, she's after the other one. Uh, so it's going to be uh, a bigger, probably a little more serious story than uh, her previous ones have. Uh, I think people are, a lot of the characters are going to come out of it uh, changed and, and not all for the better. Yeah, so what do you have in mind for uh, Raven and her girlfriend? Uh, so, we're actually, um, so, volume volume two sort of ends, you know, with the, the big fight and everything. In volume three, we're starting off with a, uh, a story that's, uh, that we're calling Date Night. Uh, so we're actually getting a chance to, you know, have everybody actually the the romantic couples in the story go out on dates and actually have some some downtime in between you know uh, life risking adventures. Um, so it, it's nice to to slow it down a little bit and have uh, it's basically for four issues going to be uh, almost a, a straightforward romance comic. So what about the wasp? 
Uh, so Wasp, we're uh, right now is sort of in the heart of the the first story in the new uh, volume. Uh, issue two is actually coming out next week as we're, as we're discussing this, um, which is uh, we're calling uh, Girls Night Out, which is all about uh, Nadia and Janet uh, going out for for a night as uh, Janet gets her away from the lab, uh, so she'll she'll stop working for a little bit. Um, so it's it's going to be fun because we get a little bit of uh, a couple of guest stars and uh, some of the uh, some of Nadia's champions teammates are going to be in there. Uh, Viv and Riri both uh, show up, and uh, it's going to be a, a big fun issue. We've got uh, issue three is going to be probably a little more serious, a bit more action packed, um, and the the back half of this this volume is, is very special to me because it's going to deal with some. Uh, some some pretty big issues that I'm I'm excited about dealing with with you know uh, talking about mental health and stuff like that. All right, awesome. Thank you for your time. So, hope you enjoyed my adventure to North Carolina Comic Con on behalf of Cena Nerd. It was uh, awesome uh, attending uh, con uh, as a member of the media versus just a fan. But uh, definitely got a lot more out of it than I normally would, I, I must say. On behalf of Sarah, we wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. Be sure to follow our crew on Twitter. You can find Sarah at SJBelmont, S-J-B-L-M-O-N-T. You can find me at Will M. Polk at W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. Follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd. Friend us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Good night. Geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>